Hello, hello. Welcome to One Wild World, a podcast by The Echo. I'm your host, Matthew Juno. And I'm the editor, Mike Davis. Mike, do you consider yourself a cat person or a dog person? You know, this question comes up a lot and I just never really know what exactly to decide on because I love all animals. I love dogs for all sorts of reasons and I love cats for all sorts of reasons. Dogs, I feel like you can really, really connect with emotionally and build a super strong relationship with. But again, that's not throwing any shade towards cats. I love cats. I've had so many cats in my life and I mean, ideally, you just have both and they would be best friends. That's like my dream. So, I think this is probably a loaded question for two people that have an animal education podcast to make them choose between cat or dog because you're totally right. There's times where dogs are better. There's times where cats are better. Again, if I also had to choose, I'd probably lean more towards dogs, even though there is love for both. And as often as that question comes up, I think what is most important and at the heart of that question is a deep care for those companion animals that we share our lives with. Yeah, and that goes beyond dogs and cats too, obviously. I have a snake. I know you've had ant colonies before and people really love their pets and treat them as part of the family. Yeah, there are whole businesses that are centered around care for dogs, cats, and other critters. As a matter of fact, There used to be a place near where I lived that had a sign for acupuncture for people and pets. And I never stopped in, and that's always going to be something that I wish I knew more about. That's really intriguing, acupuncture for people and pets. Definitely one of the less common things that I've heard that people will do with their pets. There's another thing that I think is really less common that people will do with their pets, and that's dog shows. When I think of dog shows, I think of the movie Best in Show, which is kind of like an absurd parody of the whole dog show industry. And it's definitely one of my favorite comedies out there. But dog shows are just kind of like this interesting subculture in the animal world that not a lot of people get any direct exposure to. I think there's a local one coming up in Fort Collins. Isn't that right, Matthew? Oh, yeah. Today's guests are hosting one of the cooler events that people can attend with their dogs. But I just want to take a second before we start our conversation to play a special round of What's That Animal? Now, this round's going to be special because for the first time, I'm going to tell you the species. Our guest's event focuses on dogs, so I had to choose a dog for this clip. What I want you to try and guess is which famous dog this is and what is so special about them. So, here we go. If you listen closely, there may be a few context clues in the background that might give you a hint. One more time, here's that dog. I'll reveal the answer at the end of the episode, so sit, stay, stay till the end of the episode to find out which famous dog you just heard. And now, our conversation with Alex and Carrie Konigsberg, 
who are running the Fort Collins Top Dog Competition on Sunday, September 25th. Take a little bit of time, introduce yourself, tell us a little bit more about you. My name is Alex Koningsberg. I got into Fort Collins Top Dog because I run a company called Arula. What we do is we essentially help nonprofits with all things fundraising. So it could be event coordination, grant writing, sponsorships, just anything that falls under the purview of trying to fund the great projects that are happening here in Northern Colorado. We want to be part of it. We want to help nonprofits do it. And Top Dog was something that Carrie and I came up with together. We got the idea just because when we throw events for nonprofits, we always like to do something a little bit unique, a little bit different. I feel like so many nonprofits have a gala or a golf tournament fundraiser. And I get to the point where you kind of say, yeah, I've been to six of these this year. So what we wanted to do is just come up with something really unique. So we started thinking, what are the things that are absolutely beloved here in Northern Colorado? It's craft beer, dogs, and raising money for good causes. And this is just a really great way to put all these three things together. And Odell Brewery was generous enough to jump in on the project with us. So it's been going really, really well since then. Yeah, it's really interesting to hear how do you take the idea of a fundraiser or trying to raise support or awareness for a program and do that in a way that's not just the same event that happens every time. You kind of touched on one thing I was curious about, which is this event is a partnership with Odell Brewing Company. So how did that partnership start? Well, our initial thought process behind it was to have a good contest, we needed to have a really great prize. And we thought the best possible prize for this contest would be to have a dog immortalized on a can of beer that would hopefully be from one of Fort Collins' many craft breweries. And we really wanted to keep it local, but we also wanted to go for one of the bigger flagship breweries. So Odell's was our first choice. We contacted Betty, the tapper manager at Odell's. She was really eager to meet with us. And as soon as we pitched her idea, she said, yeah, this sounds amazing. We're in. We did get a little bit lucky with the label design because one of the label designers for Odell's beer labels actually works and volunteers at the Northern Colorado Wildlife Center nonprofit which also worked in really well because then we had someone who was willing to do the prize as well. That's one thing that I've always been really surprised is that with all of the nonprofits, there's kind of this smaller world that exists between them to find people that either recommend someone else or are friends with someone else, or even like you're saying, work conveniently in different organizations. What is the Fort Collins Top Dog Competition? You can go to focotopdog.com and from there, the dogs and the profiles they're all raising money for the wildlife center. So all the money is going to a really good cause. And it works a lot like when someone runs a marathon and all the money is going to the same cause, but you donate to their personal profile page. So it's a similar kind of structure, but going through each dog's page. So we did fundraising from June 1st through August 31st. And the top 16 at that point will go on to the in-pup event at Odell Brewery. And I say top 16 because one extra pup who isn't in the top 15 for fundraising they'll still get to go just based on having a lot of social media exposure. So if you're really plugging away on Instagram and Facebook and just really helping us spread the word, we're going to let one more dog in, even though they weren't able to raise as much money as some of the other ones, which makes it a little bit more equitable for someone to get into this. And the event itself is going to be September 25th at Odell Brewery. Those 16 aforementioned dogs will all get a chance to just participate in really cute, fun games. I mean, we're not talking like AKC-style dog show. This is like who can do the cutest walk with their dog up and down the aisle. 
People dressed up in costumes will have events where dogs have a chance to either go to their owner or go to a volunteer who's holding a treat and see which one has a better chance to lure the dog over. So just really cute events with a lot of audience voting, things like that. But the whole purpose of the competition is to whittle the field down from 16 to 8 to 4 to 2 to just one final dog. And when we get down to the finals, we actually have celebrity judges this year who are going to get to hear both the owners tell a story about their dog. And then that story is going to be what really determines who's the final winner and who gets to be crowned Fort Collins' top dog. And with that comes the prize of Odell Brewery actually brewing a beer after your dog and putting your dog's face on the label of the can. This is such a cool event. So you mentioned that there's guests that are going to be part of the competition and review it. Can we know anything about who the judges are? Daryl Hannah is actually going to be one of our celebrity judges this year. You might know her from Blade Runner or Splash, where she played with Tom Hanks. She was also in Kill Bill as the nurse. She's a pretty big name, and we're really excited that she's decided to come. because She actually does a lot of work with you know, wildlife conservation projects here in Colorado. So she was really eager to get on board with this, which was exciting. Excellent. I love that you said 15 dogs are going to kind of make it there by their fundraising merit. And then there's a 16th dog who's just got like the spirit of the top dog competition. So that's really nice and equitable to include that. And that's another part of the competition that we really tried to build into it is once the top 16 are there, it's all back to a level playing field. It's not supposed to favor dogs who are particularly well-trained or, you know, American Kennel Club style. What we want to have is just your sweet couch potato that you love so much might have a chance of winning this. I have seen a couple competitions like that where it's like, oh, everybody can enter, but it's still the professionals that are going to win. And so I love that Nemo sleeping on the couch back here. He's got a chance. There's something about podcasts that uh, just gently drifts dogs off to sleep. So that's, <laughs> that's nice. On the website, every dog, they're all raising money, like you've said, for Northern Colorado Wildlife Center. How did that partnership develop? All of the proceeds will go to that, correct? Correct. 100% of the proceeds will go to the Wildlife Center. I'm actually, I was up until this year on the board of directors for the Wildlife Center. So they have a special closer place in my heart for sure. When it came time to design this event last year and when Carrie and I had this idea, we approached them first about it just to get their feedback. We figured it's a really cute way to have our household pets, our dogs supporting our wildlife friends out around our house. So it's a really good way to kind of bridge that gap and have one animal supporting another. What are some of the like hardest parts about putting together a competition like this? Well, it depends because we put together a lot of events, uh, a lot of fundraisers. I will say just in general, Top Dog is one of the easier ones in a lot of ways, just because it's one of the few fundraising events that's the golden goose of a prize that's so cool and an event that's so fun that people that wouldn't normally ever be fundraising for this cause are still jumping in and getting involved in it. Um, it really makes a huge difference when people are that excited about the prize. A huge shout out and thank you to Odell Brewery for providing that prize because that's what's really bringing everybody together for this. So just in general, this one is a pleasure to run because of the fact that it's just such an exciting event. When we coordinate fundraising events, including this one, one of the hardest things is getting people to sign up to make those profiles, to really get involved and just be excited about it. So we have a lot of people that show interest, but to actually make the profile and do the fundraising that's the tough part to get people really excited about. So 
that's definitely one of the challenges for us. On my end, because I also run the social media, so I get to interact with the dogs a little bit more closely because that's how most of them find out about us and design their profiles. My biggest problem is making sure I don't have favorites just because I love all the dogs that sign up and they're all amazing and I want every single one of them to win. Of course, we have to be impartial and we try to set the contest up so that we don't have the input. So we have the celebrity judges do the final decision. A lot of it is audience participation for voting at the contest and then some of it's on the dog's own merits. So we try to stay as far away from it as possible just because it is so easy to fall in love with all the dogs. And it's really easy at the event itself to get distracted and start petting the dogs and forgetting we're supposed to be hosting an event. And then all of a sudden I'm rolling around the floor with the puppy. And yeah. <laughs> I know if I was in charge, it would be very hard not to be biased because I feel like the last picture that I saw, I'd be like, that's the winner. And then a new <laughs> picture would come and be like, that's definitely for Colin's top dog. You want to be like Oprah and you're a top dog and you're a top dog. You get a top dog. <laughs> but that's what's great about this event is this is the second year that you've done this, right? So now... If you don't get your shot this year, you can always come back next year and, and continue to try. So hopefully eventually all dogs will be top dogs. Uh, we actually have our second place uh, finalist from last year, Aria, who's been really hustling this year and doing a great job. So we're excited to see her back in the competition. Aria, I have a special part in my heart for her as well. Last year for the second place prize, I painted a portrait of Aria. Oh. And so I spent a lot of time staring at that cute little fuzzy dog. <laughs> She's very sweet. Is there anything you can tell us about last year's dog who did end up on the Odell's can and like how that competition went? Washburn is an incredible dog. I think he's a bark ambassador as well. So he's very involved in the Fort Collins community even before he became a top dog. He goes around with his owner, Cassie, and he has his own special saddlebag on her bike that he can hop into with his own personalized Colorado license plate with Washburn on it. He has ski goggles because he has a degenerative eye disease. So he has to wear ski goggles while he's in a bike around Fort Collins, working as a bark ambassador for all, to help people with mental illness and things like that. So he was almost the perfect dog without us even realizing how perfect this dog was to be our top dog. Wow, that is incredible. I know just looking at the, the website right now, that design's in the background. So you can see the bike. You can see Washburn with the little customized license plate. What's one of the best ways to, to support the top dog competition? Last year, we had 550 people in the audience. So I mean, we have a very good crowd there. We wanted it to be sort of a fun carnival-esque atmosphere. So we had one of our sponsors does the dog massage booth that we had there. Another one, Summit Dog Training, had a treat toss where you would try and toss the treat and then you'd get a prize based on that. We had a dog dating app that was one of our sponsors last year. So we had a little doggy speed dating booth. So we really want to try and have it just be more exciting and engaging for everyone. And this year, just to kind of throw on that too, we have Camp Bow Wow coming back as a sponsor. This is their second year doing it and they're going to have a doggy photo booth there as well. And it's looking like Summit's going to be able to come back as well as a sponsor. So we're really excited about both of those. This seems like the just coolest event. My best friend and I always joke that our dogs are dating. And so we should get them signed up for the app and see if it's if they're officially dating that way. Excellent. <laughs> A lot of your fundraising comes because you have that separate organization, Arula. Was that always something that you've partnered with animals or has it kind of just been something across the board? How's that played out? It's across the board. Arula came about because when I was still living in Connecticut before I moved out here to Colorado, I was running a nonprofit myself. 
I was hired on pretty early on and I was just kind of new to being a, a nonprofit professional. So I was trying to ask people smarter than me to come in and just teach me all the different elements of running a nonprofit. I had people teach me a lot of different items like financials and managing employees, but grant writers were always tough because every grant writer said we'd write you a grant, but we're going to set a fee and we're going to take the entire fee at the time of submittal. And of course, being a small nonprofit with a small budget, that was a hard pill to swallow when I didn't know if there'd actually be a return on that investment. So I started a rule under the idea that I would still help nonprofits with grant writing. I would still set a fee just like any other grant writer, but I'd only take a small part of my fee at the time of submittal. And the majority of the fee would only come due if the grant was successfully awarded to the nonprofit. So basically, unless the nonprofit's getting paid, I'm not getting fully paid and I'm actually sharing the risk. And that's the way a rule started. It's ballooned up from there because we've learned that a lot of the smaller nonprofits, especially, we could be writing grants for them, but it's really a holistic process where grants need to be talking to events, who need to be talking to sponsors, who need to be talking to all the different elements of development there. So we started just offering a lot of different services, hiring on the right people, training the right people. And now we have a crew of eight people at Arula and we're doing events, sponsors, grants, websites, social media, just anything that really falls under the purview of nonprofit fundraising, we're able to buy a service around that. We're sort of the one-stop shop if you need to grow your nonprofit, but don't really have the resources. It seems like you've done things with Arula in a really smart way where you're very strategic in the ways that you're trying to like set yourself up for success, but also be different from everyone else. And that's kind of resulted in this amazing competition with Fort Collins Top Dog, where you've kind of brought together the perfect triad of things that are Colorado. Fort Collins, breweries, dog lovers. It just seems like a, a great competition and one that's fun and for every single person to be part of. And it also does some great things as well with the partnership with Northern Colorado Wildlife Center. Absolutely. This is a, a great event. I know Nemo and I, we're certainly going to be at the event. It just seems like a great time to see some of the celebrity judges and just be part of the event as a whole. So thanks for putting this all together and for being on the podcast today. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for interviewing us. This is a great time. Alex and Carrie are such nice people, and it was awesome to learn more about their organization, Arula. I think what gripped me most about this conversation was how, despite dog competitions seeming unapproachable at times, the top dog competition is able to celebrate top dogs and underdogs alike. It's such a smart way to raise support for a great cause, too. FOCO Top Dog Competition is open to the public, hosted at Odell Brewery on Sunday, September 25th. Now, I want to get back to that dog from the start of the episode and reveal that special pooch. One more time, here's that sound. This is movie star Rin Tin Tin, who is a German shepherd that starred in 25 films. Here, he is performing in front of a group of children. Rin Tin Tin is aggressively barking at one kid, but as soon as a command is given by the handler, the dog drops the act and proceeds to go up and give kisses to the kid, showing the talent of the actor. Tune in next time for another chance to play What's That Animal?
If you enjoyed this conversation, subscribe and consider supporting us directly at patreon.com slash one wild podcast. Here you'll find exclusive content like the full video versions of our conversations. To find out more about the other work we do, visit our website at onewildpodcast.com. Follow us on Instagram at The Echo Animals and follow our TikTok at creature.feature. On behalf of all animals, thank you for listening.